There's a lot of people out there who are, you know, wanting to see things as an opportunity, um, but it's it's hard. Uh, it's hard because if you've been in a, in a in a in a in a certain role for a long, long time, and now, you know, you're having to kind of rejigger and figure out what's going to be my next move uh, when things seem to be set. Uh, it's it's tough to navigate, and and on top of that, there's uncertainty in the world. And so, um, for me, having this intention of I'm seeking opportunities to grow, and I'm choosing to see everything as a as an opportunity for growth, even the really really hard things, and even the things that you know where that that don't uh, feel good. What's my opportunity to grow here? How can I look at it that way? Leadership Story Talks, where we discuss the practices that engage, motivate, develop, retain, and attract people to businesses. We'll give you principles and tools based on real-world stories to leverage listening and storytelling to become a better leader and management professional. Leadership Story Talks is produced by Narrative, a company that focuses on personal storytelling for business. Welcome to Leadership Story Talks. I'm Jerome DeRoy, CEO of Narrative. And I'm Julian Ryan, and I'm happy to be back chatting with you and everybody else today. Same here, same here. Uh, before we move on to our topic today, I want to remind our listeners to subscribe to the podcast wherever you find your podcasts, leave a review, check out also our YouTube channel, uh, which will be in this episode's notes as well as narrative.com slash podcast, where you can find all of our previous episodes. And we have a treat in uh, 2024 as we begin this new year. We have a workshop coming up called Lead with Story, which we'll talk a little bit about uh, today. That begins in February, starting February 15. It's going to be four 60-minute sessions all online, and you can go to narrative.com to check that out and enroll. So I am absolutely delighted uh, to be back with you, Jules. Um, and uh, it's it's officially uh, a new year, two thousand twenty-four. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, like so we. <laughs> I know, I know, right? It, it's interesting how uh, it, there seems to be this time warp at the end of December, and then it's, it's actually not been that long, right? But, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but it does feel like that. Um, and you know, we, we traditionally people talk about resolutions. And and what are they going to kind of commit to? And and uh, it's very well known that um, I forget exactly what the statistics, but I are, but I think it's above eighty percent of resolutions don't uh, get followed through on. And so um, so we came up with something. I think it was a year or two ago uh, when we started this podcast um, of talking about intentions. And when I say came up with, we didn't invent it for the podcast. Uh, it's something that we've been doing for many, many, many years, that's actually part of our ethos at Narrative and, and our methodology even, um, to talk about intentions versus resolutions and to also distinguish that from goals. Uh, an intention is not a goal. Uh, it's, not an, it's not a resolution either. What it really is, it's, uh, it's, it's a way of being. You know, how do I want to be in certain situations? So how do I want to be for 2024? What's going to be my my guiding light. Uh, so I thought we could start there today and and then uh, discuss some of the uh, topics of the day, what we've noticed and and uh, where where we see this year going. Yeah, for sure. And I'm laughing as I'm hearing you talk about resolutions or intentions like myself. I was the happy um, recipient of many good chocolate and homemade cookies. And uh, 
January 3rd was a tricky day because I had made intentions of saying, okay, no more good stuff to the weekend. <laughs> and then I kind of broke that rule by the afternoon, but I thought I did a few hours of good intention, you know, small baby steps. And then they taped the tin. Mm. <laughs> it's like, do what you need to get done to be more successful. And I think the same thing happens in our conversations, you know, where can you be successful? Where do you need a little help to get you over the, the hump to, to head in the right direction? But I think resolution always feels like all or nothing. And mm. I think micro successes or baby successes are the way to do because things don't change in relationships overnight. We yeah. could disrupt them. We could challenge them. We could change certain things. But real change happens a little bit. Sustained change happens over time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, for me, what I what I've been thinking about going into this year um, is really where where are the opportunities to grow um, for myself and and for the people that I work with and and the people that we serve. Um, and I think that's been really brought on um, by you know what's going on in the world and and you know it, it's very easy right now to sort of. Uh, retreats a little bit uh, in the face of all the uncertainty um, and the unknowns. I was just reading again this morning about a, a series of layoffs in different companies. Uh, and I know that's something you've been also dealing with um, in your own practice, Jules. And, and so it, it's really, there's a lot of people out there who are, you know, wanting to see things as an opportunity um, but it's it's hard. Uh, it's hard because if you've been in a, in a in a in a in a certain role for a long, long time, and now you know you're having to kind of rejigger and figure out what's going to be my next move uh, when things seem to be set. Uh, it's it's tough to navigate, and and on top of that, there's uncertainty in the world. And so, um, for me, having this intention of I'm seeking opportunities to grow, and I'm choosing to see everything as a, as an opportunity for growth, even the really, really hard things. And even the things that, you know, where that, that don't uh, feel good. What's my opportunity to grow here? How can I look at it that way? Okay. And it's, it dovetails where I have been having conversations and thinking, because if we, it's so easy to get submerged in the negative and the can't and all the scary parts that happen. But if we can repurchase our repurpose our energy and help lift somebody else out, and I think that's in the work we're doing to help them take a step back. We don't always have we don't have the answers. When I'm coaching somebody, it's not about giving them all the answers, but having them reframe and look at themselves in a fresh light mm. and introduce um ways of seeing themselves as well that they may have be blind to when you're working a job i just finished this conversation that oh, you called me actually tell me where i was before this <laughs> i was finishing this thought because this person i said he's 16 years he's working multi-different jobs loves his work but now he has to introduce himself to strangers and mm. um and figure out how he did it and how he can communicate that and build the same trust in the relationship and understand his uh, ingenious creativity and where he does. So we're in the showcasing game. Like we're curating words, we're listening for stories and wins and helping people practice being, um, develop some foundational skills and confidence. 
because when we're going through conflict or uncertainty, we have to kind of go back and figure out what grounds us, what's important that we want to keep in sight. You're a connector, you're a champion of people, like what really makes you strong every day so you can deliver that to your clients and your um, your community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think that's really ultimately what is needed right now is, you know, going back to the fundamentals of, you know, how do I express my own vision, uh, my own values? Um, and, and a lot of times those are the things that kind of go out the window when we're in a time of crisis or change. Uh, it may not be a full-on crisis, but certainly change. Um, and that's where, to me, there's a, this opportunity to grow. And then you use again, using the word opportunity, um, to, to sort of rethink what your narrative is. Um, what is your story right now? What's your story going to be for this year and beyond? Um, it, it's, it's always, you know, January is that month when you kind of have an opportunity to sort of pause for just a minute and, and look at what's ahead and how do I want to be, um, and so going back to that idea of intention, you know, if you want to be a certain way, let's say I want to be in relationship with others, I want to be connecting with others, then what will you do according to that way of being, according to that intention? And for us, the reason we're having this workshop next month um, is really expressly for that reason. I mean, we we even you know chose that period of time knowing that this is a time when when people are thinking about these things and it's and it's a very prime uh, moment for for us to to look at our story, look at our narrative. How have I been? What story have I have I been telling about myself in the past? What story do I need now? Is that story still valid, or do I need to modify it in some way? Um, and and I think you said this too. You know that the words we choose are really important, um, and we get to choose those. We get to choose those things. It's not something that's happening to us. So I think the idea of creating ownership of your own story, mm -hmm. where you want to be going, um, is crucial uh, in terms of expressing what your vision is, what your values are. Mm -hmm. And I believe while we're doing that, it's when we talk about our story work, we 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 say we're going to show someone how to give a presentation or present themselves in a situation but i think one of the power of it is we call on our clients to do research they really have to explore and pick things out and not walk away from certain things about them because we we challenge in a very positive way in a supportive way to think um, differently about how they're looking at a situation from a distance mm. and um and how they can repurpose, you know, both the positive and the pain sometimes and uh, make choices um, and when they come in handy. And I believe having your stories of resilience can make a big, big difference when you're navigating change. I know there I have some go to ones of mine when I'm things are tough and I'll sit there and say, well, if you could have gone through X, Y and Z mm -hmm. and get through the other side, you can figure this out. So it's it's as much a selfish thing for the person going, learning the story for them, as well as the group they're working with. So I think um, more than ever, we need to um, show that and teach that and, and make that a daily practice for everybody. Mm, I, I love that, what you, what you said about the uh, resilience piece, you know, that, that uh, no matter what's going on, there's always something you can point to. Uh, in your life where where you were able to to do something that was kind of 
against all odds, right? And uh, as as small as it might be, I mean, I I had a, a, a kind of interesting experience with my son recently, who's seven years old. Um, he was invited to go uh, ice skating, and immediately he said, "No, I don't want to do that." And um, and you know, and then I asked him, "Well, what 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 do you think that's about? You know, where why not? It sounds like fun." And and, uh, and he said, oh, "I just don't want to do it." And I said, "Was well, it because you're afraid?" And he said, eh, "Maybe a little bit. I, I don't really know how." And and uh, and then I I told him in that moment, well, you know, I've never actually ice skated, and and I remember being your age and being terrified of that. And uh, and I said, what if you and I went and did it together first? And then he was really happy about that, right? And we haven't done it yet because it just happened this weekend. But but it's it's kind of interesting because now in my consciousness, I've got something that. I'm afraid to do, <laughs> but uh, that I want. Yeah, exactly. But I. We're older. Want, yeah, exactly. But that I want to do, um, you know, and and ultimately, I'm pretty sure it'll be fun. But uh, but you know, it's 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 a very small thing. So it, it's that little thing, and and I trust that even by doing this thing that you know isn't necessarily comfortable or gets me out of my comfort zone, as small as it might be, there's going to be a moment of connection with my son. And then, yeah. you know, that's going to be something for him. That's going to be a memory. That's going to be an experience. Uh, and and maybe he'll learn something about, you know, overcoming fear. I don't know. Uh, who knows what will happen in his head and, and how he'll view that in the future. But it's these little things um, that we actually do have control over. And uh -huh. we can make a choice to to make a change. And I think with story, it's like the, it's the, it's the simplest thing you can do. <laughs> it's the it's the most accessible thing you can do. You don't have to go anywhere. Um, you know, you don't have to read it in a book. You can just go and li and listen to yourself and go to those areas that you know you're kind of on the edge of. And you're sort of like, okay, this may be a little uncomfortable, but there's going to be a payoff. And, and I know that I can do this, right? Because everybody can tell a story and everybody can learn to do it. And that's why we have this workshop because it's learnable. It's not something that's innate. Yeah, and I think that's part. And meanwhile, you're saying, that's great. You're shown by example of something. It's not like you've been skating for years and perfect and you're going to show the way through that you're going to be learning it together. And as mm. you were describing it, I forgot about this. I am... Um, my best friend from Queens, who is still known, artist, she, I went to in Queens, uh, where the old World's Fair was, they used to have in the, the museum, an ice skating rink. And I, 13 was when I went for the first time and was like, basically walking on the ice and trying to use whatever ballet, you know, muscles were still left over to stay put and not knock anybody else down too in the process. So yeah, it's those times where you're like, I just don't want to break anything. I may fall or I may feel awkward, but yeah, I think those are good times to show. And you're right, mixing it up at work. It doesn't have to just be a work story when you can mix up and connect the dots to what I call analogies and metaphors and humanize the situation. Mm -hmm. um, people relax uh, because they're going to say and say, you too, if you're willing to show where you were nervous and scared, that's a huge thing. And yeah. And um, as you know, that's a big hallmark of really bringing people up to share and talk and build some trust. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's really the, um, the opportunity with this workshop is, and I think especially with people who are in positions of leadership, you know, making that connection with your own team and, you know, what are the areas of your life that you can share 
which will help you make a point, help you illustrate something, help you bring to life those values, vision, that mission that you really believe in and that maybe others uh, are, are having a hard time understanding just because they're not in your shoes and they don't see what you see. So you have to be able to help them see that too. And storytelling in our experience is, you know, mm -hmm. it's only been what, 20 years of experience now. <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, I think, I think we've got something to say about that and something to show for it. So, so yeah, I think it's, it's really those that are, that are looking to express something uh, at this moment, that's going to engage others um, and yourself ultimately. You know, if you can engage yourself, you're much more likely to engage others. And it's finding small things that you have in common, the experience, whether it's ice skating or it's the first time you stood up at the bath, you know, and, and a, you know, try a new sport. Um, it builds a connection and um, an area of neutrality that you can fall back on and build some um, relationship around it. And mm -hmm. you never look at somebody the same way. Um, I do want pictures when, or a video clip when you, you know, you know, I, I try this, but it, it's <laughs> find small moments. I think I was on a call last night with a group of storytellers all over the world, powerful presenters who present all the time. One person is Scotland and was talking about journeys related to somebody who did a trip in the Himalayas, you know, mm -hmm. and it was just such a reveal that we all have a lot more in common than we give ourselves credit for, but we have to practice listening and just creating a space that make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wonderful. I I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to this year and, uh, mm -hmm. and, and having our podcast be, you know, continuing, um, uh, this year, We'll we'll be reaching a hundred episodes this year at some point, so we'll have a little a little celebration for that. Um, so stay tuned for that, everyone, and uh, and really excited about this workshop that's coming up and that uh, that we'll be leading together, and uh, oh. really you know just a great opportunity to kick off the year, and, and kind of set set that intention in action. Right, you have the intention, oh. and now put it in action, and this is a a great opportunity to do that. So very excited, and um, yeah, uh, uh, we'll be look at these little things that you can, these little incremental changes that you can uh, look at in your life and, and, and see how you want to be in the face of all of that. Um, so I think that's it for, for today. Uh, and for this episode, happy new year, everyone, uh, once yeah. again, and all the best for this year. <laughs> Stay safe and healthy. And I can't wait to see who walks into that cyber door and with stories we're going to learn about in February. So yep. drum until next time. Absolutely. And so just a, <laughs> thank you. Yes. And just a quick reminder that uh, the, the workshop happens in February, starting February 15, over four weeks. It's going to be four 60-minute sessions every week. You can go to narrative.com, N-A-R-A-T-I-V.com, click on resources, and that's where you will find the uh, workshop information. Uh, you can also visit our website for information about group training and all the different kinds of um, audiences that we engage there. We're always ready to listen to you. If you want to bring in your team or your organization, we're always happy to uh, customize our services uh, for you. And of course, thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. And also check out YouTube uh, because that's where you can see us uh, in our full three-dimensional selves. <laughs> thanks so much for... Uh, for, for, for doing this again with me, Jules. And uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this year. Cheers. Bye.
All right. right bye, so Austin. Bye, bye, everybody. For more information on the narrative listening and storytelling method and how it can help your business, go to narrative.com. <laughs>